Okay, so guys, when um, Kit was born, this was about five years ago, I realized that, you know, I had a lot of traditions around the holidays. Most of them were like passed down to me from my family. So I really wanted to be intentional about, you know, like what kind of traditions do I want to create for them? And one of those that I've, um, my husband and I have done is each year we go and we purchase Honestly, they're kind of like ridiculously expensive ornaments, but they're beautiful. And we let the girls pick it out. Um, And so for Kit specifically, it's like one year she picked one that was like, you know, those really old school like telephone toys, you know, that you would pull on the string. That Mm -hmm. was the ornament. But it kind of reflects like where they were in that stage. And then at the end of the Christmas season, we write on a tag everything that happened that year. And so then the next year, when we go to pull out those ornaments, we pull out the, the ornament, we read about like what was happening in their life. And then the idea is when they leave our house, when they're grown, they'll take all, you know, 20 ornaments with them. And kind of the goal is like, you know, when they're 60 years old, you know, they'll still have these ornaments that talk about, hey, when I was five, And, you know, I was obsessed with reading and Hatchimals and I, you know, love to, you know, do X, Y, Z. That's a tradition we've started. um, And I'm curious as we kind of get into this episode to hear more about the traditions you two have. Mm -hmm. We're going to be digging into traditions, which I love talking about traditions because it says so much about, I think, what we value and directionally, like where... We see our family culture, our personal culture going, what we want to carry on. So mm-hmm. we're going to dig into it in this episode, and I'm excited as well to talk about how to start some new ones. Uh, if you want to, like Courtney, you know, think about your kids being 60, um, and <laughs> <laughs> why and how to, to make a great tradition. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Verbs. Happy Monday to you, Blake. It's Thanksgiving week, which is very exciting. I have already, I've I've not eaten in uh, 12 days just to (laughs) allow myself the space required uh, for this upcoming week, but... We're talking about trans uh, transitions. No, we're talking about mm-hmm. traditions. Let me transition for a second, and let's talk about traditions. You know, we don't talk about traditions. I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We talk about goals. We talk about rituals. But really what we're talking about when we think about focus and think about accomplishing things is how do we create the life experience that we desire? How do we live with greater intentionality rather than mm-hmm. just sort of reacting and drifting through our life and wishing that things were different. And this is a perfect week to think about uh, a way to sort of set an intention, uh, a rhythm, just like we would set up a ritual 
but on uh, in a in a bigger way, in a way that's bigger than just us. Uh, maybe the traditions could be personal, but a lot of times we do traditions with people, with our people, wh- whatever that looks like in your world. So sure. I'm excited to dig into it um, and and help people, you know, create that same intentionality, but uh, with an annual tradition. Today we're going over four steps to creating a new tradition. Courtney, would you do the honors and uh, yeah. walking us through this first step? Absolutely. So the first step is to define what you want. <laughs> it's funny. This is like sometimes the most obvious thing, but also sometimes the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is just like when we're setting goals. You know, we use the smarter framework when we do that. But lots of those same components work when creating traditions. You know, for one, you know, you want to clarify what you want to do. You know, for me, in my example, it was like, I wanted, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this about me. It's kind of like why I struggle with celebrating, but I, I struggle just even like really remembering what has happened. Um, you know, like, yeah, this year was, went really fast. Like what happened this year? I don't know. And so it was really a tradition <laughs> to help me <laughs> take Who stock. Who are these people of, around my Christmas? <laughs> what are you doing here? Is this a baby? How did she get here? Um, yeah, it's really. Um, gosh, I totally lost my train of thought because got me tickled. Um, a really a, a tradition to help me just kind of have that moment of like thinking back of all the things that have happened, and so I think this is really important for you. Like maybe you want to cook with your family. You know, I think that's probably a pretty journal one that most people do, but like what time of day, you know, maybe you want to practice, you know, more generosity around the holidays. You know, what Mm -hmm. would that look like? What day would you do that on? You know, um, who would you do something generous for? Uh, I think the key here is to remember, you just don't want to have like, like, oh yeah, that would be great you know, to do something generous for other people, but really describe something you can actually do. You know, like we are going to go feed people that are vulnerable in our community on the day after Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. And we're going to do that every year. So what about you? Have you two ever created a tradition like that? You know what? I haven't done one quite that detailed. And we do have I'll call them pseudo traditions, things that we like to do during the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving morning, we'll go and take a hike in the morning time. But uh, I had an epiphany not too long ago, a couple of days ago, actually, of wanting to really define or start or begin a tradition with our kids. Um, my nine-year-old turns 10 in December, and it it dawned on me, like, you only turn double digits one time in your entire life. So this 10-year-old birthday has to be something that's memorable. And uh, my son is really into cartoons and animation. I mean, he loves like the classic stuff, like the Flintstones and Jetsons and all these types of, of things. So I was like, how Raising cool could right. it be? I know, right? That's, that's that's the good stuff. That's the stuff to get you up early on a Saturday morning. But um, I thought, how cool would it be if I took him on a trip, um, you know, down to thinking about taking him down to Atlanta? And I was like, man, if I could take my son to the Cartoon Network and somehow organize some little impromptu tour, uh, man, that would blow his mind forever. And he will forever remember turning 10, being in Atlanta and, and, and going into this space that has all the things that he 
that he loves immensely. And so um, so trying to just figure out and think through what did that day look like for him? And then when my 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 younger son turns 10 and make that an established tradition is, you know, it's just once in a lifetime changing over to the double digits and how how cool would it be? So something I'm working on. I love that. Traditions are kind of like rituals because you start at the end. You start with, well, what's the feeling that I want or the outcome that I would want? And then you can sort of reverse engineer what would be fun. I think the first tradition I started was, and my mom listens to this podcast from time to time, I think. So, she may fact check me on this, (laughs) but I'm going to go ahead and take credit for it. I think I was like seven years old and I told my parents, we should have a caroling party. This is obviously around Christmas time. And so we invited our friends, kids, and everyone over to do this caroling party. We started out going around the neighborhood, you know, as you do, and then coming back and playing uh, the same. Do you guys remember the game? It's basically, uh, it was called Gestures. It's basically the, oh yeah, kind of like charades, but a little, you know, a yeah. little wrinkle in there. And that was the tradition for year after year after year after year. We started venturing out. We went into uh, like Target and go into stores and just carol around. Uh, we got back Oh my gosh, four- this tradition sounds like my worst nightmare. Uh- <laughs> that, oh my gosh. And we went, we would go into Borders. You remember that store? Oh yeah. They, re- they really hated us there. Not a lot of, you know what, but. That's what you get, you know, no Christmas spirit orders. We all know what happened. So, um, you guys actually saying, went into the store. Insane. Oh, yeah. Unannounced group of families, <laughs> bunch of kids. That's amazing. No, you know, worst nightmare. to the world. Everyone's like, what the, you know, and uh, yeah, got a lot of dirty looks. Um, but it was the 90s. The Bulls were winning championships. Everyone was happy, you guys. You got to remember that. So, then we realized one year was super cold and we're like, can we just go to the part where we were, you know, having, you know, mold, your mold wine, your cider and whatnot and your gestures. And that's, we basically had the caroling party for another decade, but we didn't go caroling. And then that became like a funny thing. And it basically, we have so many memories where it's like now kids are bringing their the kids are now have kids and they're at the Caroline party. So we've tried to bring that to Nashville, but struggled to do it. So mm. I, I'm open to the advice of the rest of this episode to see if I can resurrect the legendary Stratton okay, Christmas okay. party. Let's take it to step two. Step two, again, step one was define what you want. Uh, step two is decide when you'll do it. Um, so obviously, you know, an easy part with traditions is usually there's like a time marker, you know, that makes you do it again or a season. Um, so really you just need to decide when Blake, um, when do you want to go annoy people at Target with your scene? <laughs> when, when are you available, Courtney? It sounds like you would, were really into the idea. So listen, I don't know how much money you'd have to pay me to get to me to go into Target to sing to other people. Um, I cannot reiterate that anymore. But um, if I would come listen, especially if you bring that stand up bass, um, which I've heard you're very yeah, talented. Those are super portable. So that shouldn't be a problem at all. Perfect. Um, Let's go. Okay. So you decide when you want to do that. Um, and then you're ready for step three.
Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Step three is the important part because you've got to schedule it in advance. Mm. You got to think ahead and actually put it on the calendar. You've heard us say it before. What gets scheduled gets done. I am very much the guy that does not like to schedule ahead. And it's like, oh, let's just see, you know, what happens. And then it's like, oh, actually, it's too late or this is a wrinkle and we can't do it this year, that sort of thing. What, Courtney? Well, can I give you a tip on this? Um, So I actually have another tradition, my neighborhood, um, and I organize this every year um, with a friend, but we put luminaries out on all the streets Mm -hmm. uh, one night um, each December. And rather than it just being like a random day in December, it's always the first Friday of December. And so I wonder for you, if you could make it kind of a reoccurring day, like, so it takes out some decision making, you just know, okay, the first Friday in December is when we go annoy people at Target. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Courtney, I don't know if you realize this, but actually, it's the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud in Target for all to hear. Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's, I'm pretty sure it's either in the movie Elf or it's in the Bible, but it's one of those two. I know that. Okay. Okay. Well, I, okay. Step four. I mean, this is important. Uh, you've got your date, Blake. You know, you know what you want to do, mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you're going to do it. You, you're going to schedule in advance because you've got this like automated, you know, time. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to go for it and enjoy. Um, I wouldn't be enjoying that tradition, but I know that you would. So we'll just have to make your house a stop along the way, right? We'll just knock on your door and sing. And then you'll have Mm -hmm. to look at your daughter in the eye. You'll have to look at Kit in the eye and say, no, this family, we do not have fun and go (laughs) sing carols. We are not joining this caroling brigade. Truth be told, she would love it so much. Uh-huh. Um, so, yes, I actually, as much as I'm teasing, that does sound like a wonderful tradition. So, I feel like you you'll have to update us on how that goes. Are you are you thinking you'll do that this year? Oh, gosh, do it, Blake. I think we do might it. have to, right? You got I mean, time, yeah. Buddy. This is not, it. Yeah, these are the moments. 
These are the moments. These are the moments. They're slipping away, you know? And I'll say also, kind of as we wrap up step four, um, you know, if you want to think about how you can adapt a tradition, maybe um, there's opportunity there as well. Um, And I'm just kind of, I'm thinking through this because I know a lot of people with the year that we're coming out of, there may be uh, people listening that have experienced some sort of loss, maybe of a friend Mm -hmm. or a family member who might have been an integral part of that tradition. And so not having that presence there Mm -hmm. for some people, it's like, well, it's not going to be the same if we do it, or it's just tough to do it, remembering that loss as well. And so, I mean, this could be a perfect opportunity that's presenting itself to, you know, do we need to adjust the tradition a little bit or do we need to think about it in a different way? Um, You know, they can still honor um, the loss, but also bring you into the sense of still enjoying the holiday so it doesn't slip into something that's Mm -hmm. not as enjoyable or, you know, puts you in a, in a, in a, in a moment of missing that individual to where you can't fully enjoy or feel guilty about enjoying the holiday. So um, there's, there's opportunity there. Again, maybe think about or recreate a, a tradition that um, that is important to you and your family that could still be carried on and celebrated and still allow you to enjoy those holidays. I love that. I think that's really wise verbs. And yeah, I think that's a, a good way to frame that even is like, what would that person that we're going to honor in this tradition, you know, what what could that look like? I think that's really beautiful. As you enter into the holiday season, the good news is you don't have to stay stuck wishing you had more traditions. You can create traditions that stick when you define what you want to do, decide when you'll do it, schedule in advance, and then go for it. Courtney Blake, this has been fun actually sharing back and forth what our families uh, do for traditions. Do you have any extra final thoughts for our focus on this, listeners? One of the favorite topics that we cover is rituals, and traditions are essentially a, a ritual that occurs once a year or every quarter or something like that. And it comes back to determining what kind of life experience do we want to have, what what feelings or memories do we want to create. And then what could we do to, to do that in a, in a way that's manageable, in a way that's fun, a way that's memorable and all that good stuff. And, you know, as we talked about, sometimes things get disrupted. You know, we can't be with people in person, for instance, or, you know, you name it, the, the, the timing or whatever, just people just aren't here or whatever. But think through like, well, what would make this upcoming season special for you? Wherever you're at listening, wherever your family's at, what would make this memorable? What would make this fun or enjoyable or whatever that outcome is or connected? And then think through a creative way that you could do that. And, you know, especially when you're trying to, you know, gather together friends or family, it always acts, it, I feel like it adds a little extra juice to say, hey, let's start this tradition because then it feels less like, hey, I'm trying to figure out this one time thing to do. But People can feel like, hey, we're a part of something that's going to live on and be turned into folklore when Courtney's kids are 60. So I uh, just want to encourage you listening. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Start a new tradition this year and make it count. I would like to officially invite you to, if you, Blake, want to really do your tradition, um, that you actually can come do it in my neighborhood the night we put out all the luminaries. There you go. I will join you. I will lip sync. There will be no songs coming out <laughs> of me. Scrooge. Uh, 
And Scrooge. verbs can come too. How fun would that be? So there you go. There's my pitch. Guys, I actually have a final thought. It just came to me as an extra and aside. If you're thinking through traditions and you need an extra help, uh, something that can guide you through the thinking process. If you use the self-care planner in the weekly preview, when you're thinking about what do you want to do to, uh, to relax? What do you want to do to connect? What do you want to do to move? All those things, you might come up with some good ideas to help you mm-hmm. formulate and Love design that. a new tradition. So so good. That is a good final thought. I was thinking in my head, I was like, Courtney, where's our, where's our tradition optimizer free PDF download? <laughs> it feels like we need that. I'll get that. on that. I'll get right. on that. So thank you guys for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be here next week with another great episode. But until then, stay stay focused. focused. Stay focused. (laughs) I was going to say, I think it would be good. Um. Yeah, if you would just give me a second. <laughs> yeah, I know. Versus, you you want a new tradition? Um, How about you don't talk? Like, yeah. Let me go. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.